Welcome to Coffee and Commerce, the podcast where you'll hear me, Sarah Jones, have conversations with real-life e-commerce business owners. People who have a story to share about how they set up and how they run their online stores. Normal people. People like you and me. Let's dive in. Today I'm joined by Kat Price of Patty & Co. Following more than 15 years in the corporate world, Kat was made redundant on maternity leave in 2016. As a new mum, it was a difficult period and she was subsequently diagnosed with postnatal anxiety. Kat took the opportunity to begin working for herself as a digital marketing consultant. Her confidence renewed, she started to take steps towards her long-held ambition of running a business of her own. She launched Patty & Co in November 2018, designing and selling super soft muslin baby products. It was important to her that her business had a sense of purpose, and so they donate 10% of sales from their muslin products on pattyandco.com to Tommy's Baby Charity. They have raised, so far, over £10,000. Kat, welcome. It's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, um, maybe could you start by just telling us a little bit more about the business and sort of how you decided on the products that you wanted to sell? Yeah, so it was a, a combination of things. I, I spent the, the summer in 2018 thinking about launching a business, but not really knowing what I would sell. I had this a desire to, to run an e-commerce business. I, I'd started doing freelancing and that was a, a, a business of sorts, but I quite quickly realised I didn't want to run an agency or anything like that. So that, then I started to think about what kind of e-commerce business I might like to, to have. Um, and I started, I just started um, buying samples um, from various different, from various different places, did lots of Googling, got lost down lots of rabbit holes um, and started ordering sort of quilting, the handmade quilts from India and baskets and all sorts of random bits and pieces, mainly all around children and baby decor. Um, And then um, I sort of started to think more logistically and practically about it in terms of how easy it would be to store items, how easy it would be to to make items. I I quickly realised as well that I wanted to have something unique and bespoke. I didn't want to buy anything off the shelf from a manufacturer. Um, I wanted it to be unique and sort of distinctively my brand. Um, and uh, so, so, but I started to, to realize that, you know, if I had big baskets or quilts and the investment that I'd need to make to kick off the business would be quite large. I could do those things down the line perhaps, but in order to start a business, I didn't have a huge amount of money to start it, just a few thousand pounds. Um, so it needed to be something very simple. Um, and something very easy to, and I'm, and I'm not a designer or a graphic designer either, but I, I have creative ideas. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, I started searching. I did actually buy the first three designs that I launched. I decided on muslins because they're very simple. I didn't, not like, unlike clothes, I didn't need to have lots of different sizes. I just decided to do the swaddles. I'd been given swaddles when I was pregnant and I didn't even know what they were, to be honest. I was like, why? Well, I, I don't even know if I'm going to swaddle my baby. It was a pack of three muslin swaddles. Um, and I, yeah, I just was a bit like, I've got no idea what to do with these. <laughs> um, and then my, and as it turned out, we didn't swaddle. I don't think all babies are suited to it. I had a massive wriggler and he just, yeah, he never seemed to take to it. And I probably wasn't very good at swaddling, to be fair. But yeah, they still became, you know, the most useful things. The, the single item that I literally carried everywhere, um, aside from nappies, I guess, but um, and wet wipes. Um, yeah, so I just, 
I just felt like it would be a good thing to sell because I, I had this passion about how useful they were and I, I realized not everyone would know as a new mom how useful they were um, and all the different ways that you can use them you know I constantly had one that was my shoulder um, and I'd found some really nice ones that were soft and organic cotton and, and or bamboo ones and they were all lovely and soft but then I was kind of frustrated by some of the designs that were always these kind of cartoon animals maybe um, or just very plain and kind of generic designs basically mm. or very white and they start to go a bit of a funny color and that kind of thing so um I thought you know something that was kind of always on my shoulder basically could be a bit more exciting and not necessarily a wearable design that I would wear on its own but just something a bit more bright and joyful basically which is yeah. kind of where I started my thinking from when I was looking at designs because um in the first instance I didn't actually design um, the first three designs myself I bought a commercial license to three patterns um, and then I um, quickly and I bought three quite different designs um, to kind of test the market effectively and I was able to get those manufactured in very small quantities so I could test um, and see which kind of designs worked because I wasn't sure if other people wanted big bright bold colors and yeah. um, patterns and things on their models <laughs> Um, so and then one of them the rainbow stripes just you know really took off basically it became quite popular um, and I, when I first launched I didn't have the Tommy's um, relationship but I knew at that point that I wanted to donate to a charity but I wasn't sure at that point that it was going to be Tommy's I knew I wanted it to be related to babies and, and helping parents and mothers um, but I, I thought I'd launch first and sort of mm. start testing the waters and then by January I'd chatted to Tommy's and I'd started that relationship with them so that I could start donating to Tommy's um, and then I think the Rainbow Association with Tommy's is quite a strong link um, there for people who refer to their babies as rainbow babies um, mm. and so yeah I decided to go with the rainbow theme it's just it, it just it made me feel good <laughs> it was an instinctive yeah. decision to just go with that really it, it was it all seemed to, to work well together and people seem to really love it and then um yeah having the nice the kind of matching range then I think uh, is yeah, really lovely, it um, is lovely. So the, the subsequent designs I designed myself with the help of some a graphic designer who could make them uh, printable seamless patterns and it's an input from people like my sister who's very creative and that kind of thing yeah and so that's kind of how it started really on muslins and then it just went from the swaddles then I just started to bring in other products as well natural progression I guess isn't it yeah so you did you have any experience you mentioned um you bought the licenses for the designs and then you went mm. to Mount. did you have any experience with that side of the business I mean nothing where at did all. you start no. how did you find lots out lots of googling <laughs> lots of google <laughs> really just loads and loads of research and a bit of trial and error um and it was um I, I even you know I invested in Adobe Illustrator and, I, and, a, and a course and trying to figure out how to do it myself because I had these ideas but I just didn't know how to to um, get them on paper and I spent hours going because there's so many um, patterns that you can buy on all sorts of different websites out there and I, like I said I didn't want anything that was sort of because some of them are very familiar patterns and you mm. see them on other products and I didn't want to, to have that I wanted it to be unique to our brand um, so yeah it was but you can buy patterns that you can then edit yourself you can edit the colors and you can edit so it was an easy way for me to know I had a seamless pattern yeah and then I could do what I wanted to it um, yeah, you can make it your own. create it for, yeah exactly yeah. rather yeah. than create it from scratch but yeah 
um but yeah there was there was quite a bit of trial and error and I probably wasted quite a lot of time doing that well I suppose it's the same with everybody you're kind of trying to figure out figure it out as you yeah. go along and I suppose yes yeah. if we if we knew what we would like if we yeah. had that experience when you started then yeah you'd be doing something completely different but and, but and yeah. now I've got a great designer that I work with Aline I know that I can just sort of chat to her and, and explain what's going on in my head mm. and she's got brilliant at understanding my my yeah gobbled like a train of thought and um she's really good at then translating what I'm thinking um and like you know and it's a much quicker process now to to getting a, a, yeah um, that's a very valuable relationship to have yeah yeah. yeah yeah so when it came to building your website did you build your website yourself yeah I did I was um I, I kind of am a bit of a techie person in as much as I did a computer science a level and I, I actually did a year of computer science degree, but realised I wasn't that techy, and changed, <laughs> changed to a marketing degree. Um, but I, you know, I kind of have that sort of interest yeah. in it. Um, and although I'd never done web design, things, you know, Shopify is the platform I use, and it makes it so easy. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. to create a website. It, the, there's so many different themes, and and it's just literally sort of you plug in your. Um, photos in your copy and yeah it, it, and so how long was that quite a quick quick bleh, put my teeth back um, in was that quite a quick I, process for you yeah I well I um procrastinated quite badly because I was studying Facebook advertising at the same time and uh simultaneously and um I was still nervous about launching I started the process of finding a manufacturer and so I was getting these products printed but I, I had them and I still didn't want to launch the website. I was like, oh, you know, I didn't know what to do. But then this course I was doing, it was a Facebook advertising course. It's very sort of practical, technical course. But they also had this element where they had a bit of mindset coaching to help you then go and launch yourself as a self-employed freelancer and person selling Facebook advertising and to have the confidence to charge the right prices and all that kind of thing. And this one mindset session, coaching session we had, I just came off that call and it just something really resonated with me and I literally just spent the whole of the rest of that day on my website and it was done then in a day and I launched it that night I just Amazing. didn't think about it I just did it and I was like there's a mistake who's gonna how many people are gonna see it you know I'm not launching ads yet there's gonna be like 10 people it's gonna be friends and family I don't need to worry and yeah and so it was great so I just it, you sometimes you just gotta do it basically and then yeah. fix the mistakes afterwards <laughs> Yes, and I don't know who it is that says done is better than perfect, but yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to get it out there and then, like you say, kind of figure it, maybe figure out and tweak and change exactly. things as yeah. you go. Otherwise, we just wait. And there's so many people find this. You just wait until you think it's perfect. But of course, it's yeah. not be perfect. Is and it? it's still not perfect. And I'm no. still tweaking it all the time. And I've never spent any money on SEO. There's loads of things I need mm. to do. But you know I can only do so much <laughs> it's just me so I I do what I can and then hope that I'll have the capacity and the resources to do more and get better and better as time goes on so yeah so when when you did launch it obviously you've got a marketing background do you think that made it easier for you to actually start to market the business online what yeah what did you find um, the most effective um yeah so because before I did the Facebook advertising I'd also done a uh, social media marketing I'd worked in marketing and sales in my corporate life and then when I got made redundant because I didn't have the confidence to kind of go back into the workplace I decided to do this course in social media marketing 
because I felt like I needed something. I wanted to go freelance at that point, and I, but I, I felt like I need. Although I could have just gone out and been a marketing consultant, I didn't have the confidence after what happened and with the postnatal anxiety. I kind of questioned who I thought I was, and um, I needed. I wanted this tangible course to go here. I've got a certificate to prove that yeah, I can do. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so um, I did that course, and I worked just in social media marketing for a while. And actually, I ended up getting a sort of more of a broad marketing consultancy role with a in a similar industry that I'd been working before scientific software but I ended up traveling because the company there were two companies that were French and I just thought I'm going back to what I wanted to get away from yeah. so um and because social media marketing you know is comparatively low pay to those kind of more broader marketing consultancy roles um I decided to specialize in Facebook advertising thinking it would help enhance my my offering as a social media marketer but also in the back of my head knowing that it would come in use if I did yeah. ever you know sort of sort myself out and launch an e-commerce business um and it was because of these yeah mindset coaching courses um element of this course that, that then made me get on and do it but um it I I've often thought I don't know how people do it without that background to be honest because um mm -hmm. it's really hard to get seen as on social media these days and um yeah it's really definitely helped me yeah I, I can't imagine how slow it would have been otherwise and so so where what what kind of you obviously do you do facebook ads at, at the yeah facebook ads all the time uh, do you have any other kind of paid advertising or is it yeah i've done a bit of google advertising as well i'm not doing anything very consistently at the moment to be honest i've had a few challenges this year with supply chain and stock issues um in manufacturing so um my and also there's problems uh with facebook ads with this i don't you've probably seen there's a feud going on between apple and facebook and yes yeah the, um, <laughs> the, the facebook pixel doesn't isn't quite working the way it used to work anymore it's not quite as consistent and it's mm. not quite as easy to get a return on facebook ads as it once was and especially for what i call low ticket e-commerce mm. which is you know where your average order is below 50 pounds it can be quite a challenge um, so I use it quite sort of strategically um, and some people probably say it's not strategic to do it here and there but it's working for me the way I'm doing it at the moment I've, I've had lots of trial and error and it's uh, it's what I can do within the resources I've got because for me there's no point in me running ads when I'm low on stock on my sort of best-selling items um, but anyway that's a whole another story but um, yeah, so it's it's mainly Facebook ads, but also Instagram is a huge, I do Instagram ads as well through the, yeah. the Facebook ads platform, but just organic Instagram, I think really helps as well. Um, and things, doing things like giveaways and collaborations and, and um, using influencers and that kind of thing has, has helped as well in terms of marketing. Oh, like, there's lots more I could be doing as well. <laughs> but again, well, it's one of those things, there's only so much, you know, you can do. <laughs> Well, I suppose there's only 24 hours in a day. And is it, exactly. is it, it is, I mean, you, it, it's literally just you involved in the business, obviously. So yeah, on a permanent it, basis. A... Yeah. So I work, I, I did use someone else's, um, a lady called Rebecca Perkins helped me with my Google ads. Um, and then uh, Aline helped me with the graphic design. Um, and I've had more recently when I decided to, I just recently changed manufacturing. Um, and I've used a brilliant lady called Natalie Binns, who's been helping me um, source who helped me source a new manufacturer and hopefully I'm going to work a bit more with her um so yeah there's there's a few and I've, I've got an accountant um who's helping me do my financial mm. planning and 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 um being really strategic uh, when I when my son's back to school and I can focus on it a bit more 
um but yeah help, helping me work out the business plan for the next sort of five years um which is going to be really important and so i've got someone helping me do that as well so i've got people helping me now yeah. so that helped obviously helped but um and i wish i almost i i think i was, I was speaking to someone recently i said things like um having a someone help you source the manufacturer knowing what i know now i would have invested in something like that at the beginning mm. um but it's when you're just sort of starting out in your own you don't have much many resources you don't know what to spend money on um, yeah. and where to, where's the best place to spend it so i've learned a huge amount in the last few years for sure yeah so you mentioned that your your son is at home obviously then you're homeschooling <laughs> how, yeah. how i i i said this in the last night how do you how have you sort of managed to juggle having to deal with the kids and yeah. run your business so you know, that must be well, so hard it, it is hard but I, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones in a sense a I've only got one son and so I'm not dealing with all different age groups with different needs mm. and different lessons and that kind of thing so I've got one son um my husband uh he works from um home um predominantly very occasionally he has to to go to site um but he although his job is pretty full-on he's full-time permanent employed so he kind of needs to be there but he is able to, so in the morning for example I've been getting up my son's an early riser anyway he's up at six I've been coming into the office at half six and getting in a couple of hours before um John then has to sit down and do his job and then John's managing to get a couple of hours in the afternoon again to take Sam out on a bike ride or to the park um just to get some fresh air and um so I'm getting sort of four hours a day whereas previously I was fitting it in around school hours anyway so I wasn't getting a huge amount more than that and then of course I've got the evenings if I need them too so it's not ideal but we are I think like I said I feel like I'm more, one of the more fortunate ones for sure yeah, um, like he's not he's not awfully keen on doing I mean he's only he's about to be five he's only young so it doesn't it's not again that's also makes it easier because it's not that much of a worry it's not like he's doing exams or anything um you, you don't know. have to understand the maths no exactly. <laughs> like, how, why we didn't do it like this when we were in school yeah I know well I mean I struggle even with the phonics to be honest you know it's not how I learned to read and so I'm like oh I've said that sound wrong <laughs> it makes me feel really stupid um but yeah he he's not that reluctant so we're using lots of reward charts and stickers and things like that to try and motivate him but we're just i'm just trying to you know it's it, it day by day yeah yeah, yeah 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 so do you think um with how did covid affect you i mean i've spoken to other other business owners and they've had issues with um obviously like you mentioned supply chain but deliveries as well mm. um but on the other side and most of the ones that I work with, the e-commerce have, has saw a massive rise and they have just done amazingly well mm. because obviously people are now buying online. What was your experience with that? Yeah, so I was a bit unlucky in that sense because I think I would have um, benefited more from that spike in online shopping. Um, but because my the timing, so with China um, going into their own lockdown in January uh, last year, um, that was when my manufacturing was due to start basically it was after they came back because they have their Chinese New Year and they were supposed to come back from the Chinese New Year and kick off manufacturing but of course they didn't come back so that set back my uh, stock so by the time our lockdown started I had pretty much run out of stock and um, and I was just waiting for the stock to arrive and they by that point they had started manufacturing because they were starting to open up again 
but um yeah it was quite frustrating but I I just despite the fact my son because at that time my son was at nursery and he wasn't obviously in nursery so I had my hands full but yet I I felt like there was um you know I could be doing something more useful um with my online presence and the audience mm. that I had so I decided to um do a, a limited range of t-shirts and baby grows um with um I worked with Aline again to to do a rainbow of hope design um everyone you know was putting up rainbows in their um, windows and obviously we were known for our rainbows and supporting charity so we we made these t-shirts and baby grows and gave all of the profits to NHS charities together and and oh, then unfortunately we raised five and a half thousand pounds which was brilliant but unfortunately we had then had manufacturing problems because they couldn't keep up with the demand um and so everything kind of got delayed so i ended up having to pause it earlier than we might have done otherwise but yeah we managed to raise five and a half thousand pounds oh, that's amazing. So that's amazing it was a nice way to use that period yeah. where um you know like i said i had this an audience who, who liked rainbows and, and I used it as a way to make some, very topical. Make some money for charity yeah so yeah. it's good and then and then by the time that had ended my new stock had arrived so um that was and it and it in fairness it did it it sold faster than any um stock I've had but I'd already got behind by that point yeah. so um I was kind of on the back foot with trying to get them the new stock order in um and then I had um problems with my manufacturer unfortunately the next delivery of stock uh, at very short notice I found out that it had to be a different fabric composition it wasn't organic cotton it was going to be bamboo and cotton which I had nothing against necessarily but it just it was like well that's not what I sell <laughs> um, that's not what I'm known for <laughs> yeah and it really just I'd always had quite a good relationship with the manufacturer but I just it kind of broke me to be honest I just felt really naive um I you know I felt it made me realize how vulnerable I was that mm. I was so dependent on this manufacturer and that they could would just do that you know at that at short notice and I there was nothing I was literally helpless I just needed stock mm. <clears throat> and obviously I had to change all the packaging and all of my website and everything had to change and it's confusing to have to message it to my customers and explain what happened and I had items on pre-order sold as organic cotton and then having to explain to those customers so yeah it was I I honestly wanted to <laughs> give up at that point I was really like uh, I was kind of questioned my capabilities because I just felt it was there were questions and things I should have done that I didn't do so it was a big learning experience um but that was the point that I decided I need to change manufacturer I'd, I'd lost my trust in, in these mm. guys so um but and that was something I'd been thinking about doing in anyway because I'd wanted actually to bring it closer to, to I wanted to do manufacturing in Europe but unfortunately it's um it's transpired that it's prohibitively expensive basically I, my, my products I, I would make a loss on the, mm. the cost of manufacturing products in Europe unfortunately for the products that I manufacture um at the quantities because I'm a small business I haven't got yeah. the buying power of yeah. big companies yet so um but I have found a really amazing manufacturer in India. They only work with GOTS certified 100% organic cotton. Um, they've got a really good, uh, they, you know, they've been independently audited by SEDEX for their, all of their, their working ethics, their sustainability, their, um, their, the way they treat their employees and their um, health and safety and all of those aspects. Mm. So I feel really confident and that's what Natalie's helped me with. I feel really confident that, um, you know, I found a, a really, good manufacture this time so it's worked out 
well in the end <laughs> but it's, yes but again that process finding that manufacturer took longer than I was expecting so I'm behind again on my stock so it's just been that's my biggest frustration at the moment is trying to even out my my uh, stock levels but it's I was getting there and then just mm. a couple of setbacks and it throws everything off so that's you the biggest challenge things I think. are thrown at you but you keep coming out on top so that's uh, the main thing I, have to focus yeah, on you, you kind yeah. of you're getting you the challenges are coming but you're getting through yeah. them and keeping yeah, going just, that's the main you, and, and realising, I guess, you have to get help, um, I think, because yeah. I did start to look for another manufacturer on my own, and I just, yeah, I I, I, I thought this is stupid. <laughs> I'm not an expert in this. I don't know where to look or how to do this and how to negotiate and how to make sure that yeah. I'm getting all the things that I should be getting. So. And so you mentioned, I think you mentioned at the beginning that you're hopefully going to be expanding your product range. Do you have any ideas about that yet? Where, which type to kind of direction yeah. you go with that? Again, that's been a challenge because there's lots of different ways you could go. Um, and, you know, there's so many products in, is, do I stay with babies? Do I should I move into children's products? Do I stay with the rainbow theme? There's, there's so many different ways. And, there's, and again, with limited resources in terms, you know, I don't have a big investor or anything like that. I'm literally just growing with my own, with the, the, the businesses. Um, yeah funds um you know business i literally started with just a few thousand pounds and um you know one day it probably will get to a point where i'll need to have some significant investment to grow significantly or to grow more quickly um but at the moment um i um so we're doing some bibs at the moment i put some um sort of nursery wall art prints online recently again there's something because I don't I'm waiting for stock and those and I'm making the bibs with some stock some muslin that I had here already and I found a local sewer to help me make the bibs mm. um I'm looking at cot sheets and bedding and oh, bedding for children as well um and uh pajamas and baby grows and, and those kinds of things all of the kind of obvious things but it's yeah I'm just doing one thing at a time and doing what I can when I can um, do, do you yeah. find it do you find sometimes you get it too ahead of yourself and you have yeah, to kind of rein yourself back in and go right come on now focus on yeah definitely um and you know not everything works like I've brought out new designs that I've loved and other people have loved but not enough people have loved so you just go okay fine scrap that <laughs> move on um <laughs> uh yeah so it's, it's hard because you don't always have the answers and I you know I do get a lot of feedback from my customers and I I do polls and things like that to do my my research so that helps a lot actually people are really helpful I've done in customer interviews and things like that which help guide me a little bit in terms of the direction to take but I, I think I, there's um you know strategically if I just stayed with baby new baby products I'm only I'm going to have to be constantly finding new customers so if I'm thinking yeah. about finding products for their children as they grow as well that's probably the, the sensible way to yes forward. yeah that's a sensible thing because I mm. when I was doing my e-commerce it was um wedding products favors <laughs> mm. and stationery and then you suddenly think oh, right that's soon as somebody's got married you can't then kind of go back to them on with an email and say would you want yeah. to buy some more wedding favors like no yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could. and at one point yeah. it was like well do you kind of you know after about three or four years like on the off chance <laughs> but it's, it's, it makes it so much harder that you haven't got that consistency and the people can keep yeah. coming back to you it just it's yeah just, yeah it's a i do um i mentioned you know it, doesn't it? yeah things like word of mouth are really good because obviously it's the sort of thing people buy gifts for so a lot of our, mm -hmm. our orders are gifts and um word and recommendations 
and then um i've got some amazing very loyal customers who've been with me since the beginning that i've like sort of built up friendships now they come to see me at the baby show and that kind of thing and and they've literally got every product we sold so that's those are my you know those are the kind of people i go to to ask for their feedback because they're obviously my ideal customer so um yeah it's um i'm always amazed to be honest every time someone buys something i'm amazed it it (laughs) always feels flattering so i'm still at that you know nice i don't want to ever lose that i kind of yeah i value every customer and and feel grateful to have people that want to buy stuff i'm making so um so that kind of leads me to so ask in, a, in an ideal world in sort of five years, 10 years time, where do you want to see Patty and Co? I mean, have you got some, have you got a big vision? Um, yeah. So I, I always um, had this idea naively, well, not naively, because I knew that it wasn't easy to do, but I, because I knew that most or a lot of business owners ends up becoming kind of slaves to their business mm. because you can't, it is this, it's just you you've got to give it everything you have you've invested so much time in it now you can't get out of it because what are you going to do and you know you can't like I've been in this two years now I've invested this money what what I need to keep going kind of feeling um but I I like to think that I'm not um part of the reason I wanted to do this as well was while my son was young you know I am the person that picks him up from school every day I drop him off every day and those kinds of things that were I wanted to be able to do or that if we had a you know, I never predicted a pandemic, admittedly, but in the school mm. holidays that my my business wasn't all consuming. I've tried to keep that perspective that I, although I'm ambitious, I'm not trying to, you know, do anything too crazy that I can't just press pause when I need to press pause, which is why I've kind of haven't looked at investment yet because I didn't want to be answerable to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I am trying to build a brand that has some value and that might one day be a saleable brand because um, I don't think this is something that I'll want to do forever um, necessarily um, or that once the business gets to a certain size that I'll be the right person to run it either Mm. Um, assuming I can get it to that size you know there's probably someone who's much better more experienced and, and you know the I can make mistakes now because they're you know they're not costing too much the risk isn't too great but obviously yeah. as the business grows mistakes can become more and more costly and could you know come close to finishing the business they could really finish the business when you've got investors who've invested X yeah. tens of thousands of pounds or whatever so um yeah I might not be the right person at that point to run the business so in my mind I my ambition is to sell the business at some point um, and have still be involved in it hopefully but yeah that that it kind of becomes and and I already start thinking about other ideas for other businesses and um, <laughs> the temptation has just been I've had to stop myself from literally just quickly setting up another Shopify because <laughs> <laughs> I just that's the curse of can't. the creative entrepreneur though isn't it yeah. like you just always oh just do this just do this and yeah well, and I think just I just think I've you know I've done I've worked in lots of different industries as well and I kind of I, I like starting new things but hopefully I can finish this as well <laughs> you know so I just yeah I need to see it through and and take it to know that I've done everything I can to get it to, to be the best oh, I'm it can sure be. you I'm sure you will and I look forward to seeing this at that stage as well <laughs> so one last little question yeah um, what if you somebody's coming to you because they have an idea they want to start their own online shop what 
would be the one thing that you'd say to them or you wish somebody had said to you at the beginning when you started do you think um be very clear on whether it will be profitable um and be because i think a lot of people who are creatives who start businesses because um you know i had an interest in running a business as well as having a bit of a creative mind but i wasn't I wasn't selling my hobby. I wasn't a knitter. I wasn't a drawer. I wasn't a, you know, a, a whatever it was, a, a sewer. Um, I just wanted to run a business and I wanted to run a business with purpose. Those were the two things I knew I wanted to do. I didn't really mind what I sold. Um, so I have done it with that in mind about being clear about trying to do everything. I'm not saying I'm getting it right necessarily, but I'm trying to be as profitable as I can. And I think it's hard sometimes say if you're making something yourself and you're not paying yourself and you're selling it I see a lot of products that I think are just uh, underpriced basically because I I know they're being handmade and um, long term and and to be a scalable business is I just you know you get a sense that Mm. it's going to be very hard to do that although but having said that some people don't you know aren't in the business to make a huge profit they just want to do the thing they love Um, but yeah I would just be trying not to shy away from the numbers and just make sure Mm. that you've worked out including your time spent whether those products are profitable yeah yeah and and I I, like you say like you mentioned not everybody is in it to make some build some big massive company but also you see a lot of people when they they have a hobby and they sort of start making money out of Mm. it it then turns completely on its head because Mm. they start to hate doing the hobby because they are having to do it for the business I suppose that's another thing to think about isn't it yeah and also that um that it's I guess it's one thing if you're not interested in making lots of money but presumably you don't want to lose money either so it's and it's a very easy thing to do because once you become invested in something and you do see signs of it growing it's it's hard then to just walk away Mm. and whereas if you work that all out at the beginning right I'm gonna make sell this product for this amount but really when you add up all of the costs um you can kind of quickly see how many you'd need to sell in order for it to 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 make a profit it's it's simple it's much more simple than than I think people who are scared of those numbers it is much more simple than um sometimes people make it out to be to, to do it that's good advice very good advice (laughs) so if people want to um find out more about you or reach out to you where can they go um so on instagram and facebook we're patty co kids it's p-a-t-t-i-e co kids um and pattyandco.com um you can email me at cat at pattyandco.com as well i'm always happy to hear from people and to um i love chatting to other sort of small business owners as well so if anybody wants to just have a chat about our shared struggles <laughs> to do that as well um so yeah wonderful <laughs> wonderful well i wish you every success and i thank you so look much. forward to seeing the company the business grow and the products product range expanding um i'm my kids are big people now so but i do have <laughs> grandchildren and I, presumably i will have some more coming along in future years um where um, you know i'll be looking for sort of the baby products and the muslins again but um yeah i wish and you every success <laughs> <laughs> and uh thank you so much for chatting to me today it's been lovely it's been a pleasure thank you thank you 
If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to discover the content. Don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified when we publish a new episode.